This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, JB's in the house. The wolf is here, and it's time for your whiteboard Wednesday. And I'm glad to be back doing this. So last week I had Alex Mayer to introduce whiteboard Wednesday back. You all know why I stopped, right? My shoulder. I couldn't write on the whiteboard anymore. I had my shoulder replaced. I got a metal ball now in there, artificial joint, and I am, look at this, I'm golden. So I'm ready I can write up here. My handwriting still sucks, all right? So you still have to interpret what I write, but it's worth the price of admission here because I got a great topic for today. And it stems from this ridiculously idiotic podcast I had with Grant Cardone, who literally, in my book, knows probably about as much about sales as, like, I don't know, like, um, like, you know, someone from one of those munchkins from The Wizard of Oz. L- literally, the guy knows nothing. I mean, literally, I don't get it, okay? So I'm very confused about a guy that can't answer the most basic questions, the most basic questions about selling. And all he kept saying was, you got to have a full pipeline. You got to have a full pipeline. That's, y- yeah, okay, I get that, yes. Obviously, obviously, you want a full pipeline. You know what that's called? That's called marketing. I'll put a big M. That's marketing. And there's this huge like, seems to be a misunderstanding out there of the distinction between marketing and sales. And I called this guy Grant on my podcast, supposed to be a great sales trainer, and the guy couldn't answer anything about selling. He kept referring back to, you got to advertise, you gotta, people got to know. That's marketing, pal. Okay, so I'll answer it for you, right? And let me just tell you, all of you marketers out there, do you know that all the big marketers, all the successful ones, they come to me to sell, to learn how to sell, to increase their ability to communicate their ideas? Because here's the deal. Marketing is what brings people into your funnel, brings people into your pipeline. That's step one. And yes, you want to be expert marketer and thankfully with the platforms we have today with online marketing you can make a bloody fortune as an online marketer but let me just give you a little secret here ready all the great ones the ones that really make money they've also schooled themselves in selling how do you close the deal how do you close marketing brings people into the funnel all right, brings people into the funnel. So I kept saying, okay, great, they're in your phone now. What do you do next? What do you say? What do you say first? What do you say second? That's what sales is all about. And let me just tell you something. Guess what? There is a strategy. It's like, there's no strategy. Just tell them, here's my product, here's what it costs. That's the most ridiculous statement I ever heard. So people pay you for that, buddy? That's what you teach? People pay you for it. Or is it that people pay you $180,000 for that? Same product, all right? Who knows? Anyway, let me get down to the point. The point of the matter is, is that when it comes to sales, there are basic steps, very basic steps here that anyone can learn very quickly. And here's the beauty of selling. You don't have to spend extra time selling. This is about spending less time and getting better results. 
Once you know how to close the deal, so people come into your pipeline, right? You have marketing. That's the marketing. So you go out there on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on YouTube, Google AdWords, whatever, you know, Google, whatever it might be, right? Your online marketing. There's your offline marketing as well. TV, which most of you probably don't use. There's telemarketing. There's door-to-door, knocking on people's doors. So what happens is, is that when you're out there marketing, you're searching the world, you're scouring the earth, trying to find your best buyers. Who is a potential match for your product, right? And you want to bring them into your sales funnel as cheaply, as economically as possible and in large numbers. And your goal is to only bring in people who are qualified. Qualified buyers, meaning they need your product, want your product, can afford your product, and hopefully sometimes they're feeling some pain, meaning they want to buy it now. They're feeling some uncomfortability about your product. Those are the people you're looking to bring into your pipeline. And that's what this whole thing is about. And yeah, it's crucial. I spend so much money on marketing and I have such a, I have my son's an expert. We hire people from the outside. I hire the best of the best people in the world to help me market. And then they hire me to help them sell. You need to have both. All the great ones are selling too. Because there's only so far you can get by bringing people into your sales funnel. There's a limit to how much they'll pay for something. You know, if they want to speak to a human being at some point. Also, the really great ones are marketing with videos. And if you're on video, then guess what? That's also selling. You're communicating your words, how your body language impacts people, your tonality. So those are aspects of selling. So watch what happens. I'm going to give you just one simple hack here that I was trying to dig out of Grant Cardone and just, he, he just didn't understand this distinction. It's so simple. It's so crucial. If you get this one thing right, by the way, you're 50% of the way there to becoming a world-class closer. Not only 50%, okay? I'll cover the rest on other Whiteboard Wednesdays. It would take me too long on one, all right? Here's step one. No matter how hard you try to target only the right people, no matter how much money you spend developing your custom audiences, your lookalikes, you know, just how much care you put into this, you're not only gonna bring in qualified buyers. All different types of people are going to end up responding to your ad. So what we do with the system I teach, which works like gangbusters, and you probably know that, straight line system, right? It's created more million-dollar earners than any other sales system, than all the other sales systems in the world combined. Fact of life. Fact of life, okay? So with the straight line system, what we do is we are aware that, yes, okay, you're going to market. And when you market, no matter how hard you try to get only the right buyers, you're going to get four types of people into your pipeline. You get what's called buyers in heat, BH, buyers in heat. Buyers in heat are these people who need your product, want your product, can afford your product, and they're also feeling some pain or urge to buy now. There's urgency involved. So they're feeling pain. They want to buy it now. They want to solve a problem. These are obviously your best buyers of all, your buyers in heat. The only problem is, not a problem, it's a reality, is that let's say there's 100 people come into your pipeline 
only maybe 15 or so, depending on what you're selling. Only 15, by the way, that is a 15. I'm not on the worst hammer. Anymore. 15 will be buyers in heat, okay? Best buyers of all. Next, next group are called buyers in power. And the reason we call them buyers in power is because like buyers in heat, they need your product, want your product, can afford your product, right? But what they're not feeling is an urge to buy now. In their own mind, they're in a position of power. They're not like feeling some pain or urge or uncomfortability. It says, I got to fill this need right now. They're like, yeah, I got to fill this need, but everything's okay as it is. So there's no rush. But these are also awesome buyers. And better still, if there's 15 of these, you might find 35 or 40 of these. There's a lot more buyers in power than buyers in heat. So... You go out there, you put all these ads onto Facebook, Instagram, whatever you're doing, online, offline, right? These people come into your funnel. They could be walking into your store from ads you placed in the newspaper. They could be people that you telemarketed and they are willing to speak to you on the phone. Once they're willing to speak to you and start answering questions, that's when they enter your funnel, you start to sell. So these first two groups, depending on how targeted your marketing is and what industry you're in, about 50% of these are solid potential buyers. Unfortunately, you have also two other groups, which are called your looky-loos, looky-loos, or your tire kickers, in the tire kickers, right? These are the people who disguise themselves as buyers in power. They will pretend, better, best word for it, to need your product, want your product. They pretend that they even might be in pain. But typically, the one thing about looky-loos that separates them from real buyers is they can't afford your product. They got no money. They're window shoppers. Now, there's other reasons why people are looky-loos or tie kickers. They might have the money as well, but they just have this like angst to just go out and shop and do something. They have no intention of buying. But I would say about 90% of the people who fall into this category, they're doing it because they cannot afford it. They're just getting this vicarious thrill. They're out there, they're looking, they're holding, they're touching, they're taking test drives, whatever they're doing. They're looking at homes, walking to open houses. They have no ability to afford it. They will never buy from you. Now, before I explain why these are the most toxic people of all, you have to identify them and get them out of your pipeline as quickly and elegantly as possible. And that, my friend, is sales. That's what starts right here. The last group, before I tell you how to do this, are called your mistakes. And mistakes are the people that were kind of just dragged there. They didn't mean to click on the site. They thought it was something else. They walked in the wrong store. Okay, they get caught up. Let's say you're in a seminar, right? And you're trying to sell something from stage. And someone said to their wife, hey, hey, honey, come back. They dragged them in. They were dragged into the situation. They have no intention of buying. They don't want to be there. They were dragged into a store. Okay, they got led into click on, let's say they were looking at some news article, and by accident, they click on the site. Happens to me all the time. And I end up on some landing page. And I look at it, I bounce around. I'm a mistake. I don't mean to be there. It's a mistake, right? So what happens is, the way this is typically split up is like 35, 15. And again, I'm making up numbers. 35 or 35%, 15 on mistakes, easy to spot. 
as soon as you ask them a couple of questions, like, no, no, I'm not interested, and you end it right there. Because unlike, uh, um, what's his, whatever his name is, Grant, no interest means no interest. No interest means get them out of your pipeline. He was, you know, just so you know, Grant, it's called awareness. Yes, you increase, you don't, no interest doesn't mean that's a level. No, no interest is awareness. They know who you are. It's not interest. Okay, it's a, a ludicrous statement, all right? So you guys, young, old, just don't listen to that. Not, it's just nonsense. It's, one day I'll explain what it really means about no interest. I'll, I'll, I'll separate. Because there is something about no interest that has potential. They're really qualified. That's a very different thing. Okay? But point being, you have these 50 people, easy to spot. These 35 out of 100, devilish. All right? Here's what happens with these people. They waste your time. So time is money, right? That's a terrible thing because you waste your time. You end up presenting to people who have no intention of ever buying from you. That's a massive problem, all right? And even worse is that because you are not aware, let's say you're just a rookie, you don't know what's going on, you start wondering, why is my closing rate so low? How come I keep missing? I don't get it. They seem to be interested. What's wrong with me? Do I not know how to close? Um, you know, am I, am I presenting the wrong way? Am I, not, am I breaking rapport? What's wrong with me? And a lot of young salespeople especially, you know what they do? They leave the profession. Well, they'll shy away from situations where they have to communicate. And by the way, even if you're not in sales, you still have to learn how to close because you take this to everything. It's part of life. So what happens is these people here, they give you this bad read, bad intelligence. They're saying, wow, I thought it, I was, they were this close. They didn't buy. What's wrong with me? Nothing. The only thing that's wrong is you were never trained how to identify these people quickly and elegantly and get them out of your pipeline ASAP. You want to remove, you do not want to make full-blown presentations to looky-loos because all it does is it waste your time. I'd rather be either knocking on more doors, calling more people, having more people that I could get to that walk in my store to talk to them. I don't want to waste my time with someone that has no money, that's never going to buy from me, that's just wasting my time for some vicarious thrill. These people are time vampires and they're poisonous and you got to get them out of your pipeline. You have to. So what are the telltale signs, all right? Well, the number one telltale sign is that they overly emote. When you have looky-loos, they will act because they're acting. Remember this, right? So like, what does a really bad actor do? They're like, oh, when you watch a TV show and they're bad, they actually overplay their roles, they overact, right? When you have a real looky-loo on your hands, and you start asking, like, oh, 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 yeah, so, oh, they, they over, they don't seem natural because they're playing a role. And if you listen closely, because you're going to be asking them questions, especially when you get to the financial questions about affordability, either they will clam up and get offended or they'll become overly boisterous. Oh, my God, yeah, of course. They become overly boisterous when it comes to financial questions. Once you are aware that these people are in your pipeline, these looky-loos, they actually become pretty easy to identify. So, again, I want you to make it a point. It starts with awareness to realize that 
There's marketing, and no matter how proficient I become at marketing, I must learn also what to do with the people when they enter my funnel. What do I do next? What do I say first? What do I say second? What do I say? Listen, the purpose of Whiteboard Wednesday, I'm focusing on sales, something, some are marketing from time to time, entrepreneurship, but the bulk of what I'm teaching is sales, communication. Why? Because it's the single most important skill in the world, bar none. And ask any real marketer, they'll tell you, yeah, I have to also know how to close. Of course, you have to get people in. The more, the better. That's, you have to have a big funnel. But what do you say to them when they enter the pipeline? If you don't know how to identify these people, you're going to drive yourself up the wall because you're going to spend 90% of your day having conversations with people who are simply never going to buy from you. So what we want to do, just to be clear here, we want to take our buyers in heat, our buyers in power, and these are the two groups that we are essentially going to, as we call it in the straight line, we move down the straight line, that's, that's my straightest line I could draw you, it was terrible, from the open to the close. This is your open, this is your close, so what we do is we have, I'm gonna stop here guys, I'll handle some of this next week, okay? What we have here is your first four seconds where you capture someone's attention, position yourself as sharp on the ball, an expert, right? And then you use that positioning to do what? You start asking questions, you gather intelligence. When you're gathering intelligence and at the same time, building rapport is a way to do that, which I'll explain in another session here. When you're doing this, you're gathering intelligence to identify needs, beliefs, values, hierarchy of values, but guess what? You're also separating out the buyers in heat and the buyers in power from the looky-loos and the mistakes, and you're gonna end up making presentations to these, not to these. These people, they gotta go. So on that fateful podcast of Grants, when I was saying, what do you do when you watch the sweet spot He's like, there is no sweet spot. It's a moronic statement. Of course there's a sweet spot. The sweet spot is you ask questions to identify needs, values, beliefs, pain points, financial ability to, to pay for something, right? And then based on the answers, there's somewhat of a judgment call in there. There's this little sweet spot, and you're looking to hit the sweet spot, which is to take these people down the pipeline and these people don't go. Now, in reality, of course, some will slip through, and you'll find that out later, and we'll discuss that separately. But for the most part, when you get even reasonably proficient at this, you can get out 90% of these people up front. And I promise you this, your life as a salesperson will be so much easier. The amount of time that you'll save will be astronomical. So I said selling is about saving time. When you're selling effectively, you're getting twice the result in half the time. Bottom line. All right? And that's Whiteboard Wednesday for today. Next week, when I come back, we'll talk about the next step. And specifically, what questions do you ask? How do you ask those questions? What tonalities do you use? What body language? And I'll start putting all the pieces together. Love you all. Now, again, click the link below, and you can get some more free trainings on my website. All right? And I'm giving a lot of stuff away for free now here, because I'm in a great mood this year. My shoulder is healed. 
And also, when you're there, you'll see a whole bunch of other stuff you can check out. All right? So click on the link below. Share this with your friends, guys. This is important stuff. And I'll see you next week on Whiteboard Wednesday.